listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold, right here on the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to Payne.tv slash gold. Yeah, folks, this is a bit strange, listening to myself speak. It's weird. Uh, but I thought it was really important to put this together. And the whole point of this is to bring Charles Morgan III into the same show with James Giordano without having to reanalyze everything they're talking about. So let's pick right back up over here with Dr. Charles Morgan III. Well, that's fun. That is fun. Let's continue with Dr. Morgan. All right. Let's see what he you has. You can infuse them, and they will find their way into the brain. So once you know that the technology is there to edit, splice, and program a cell, and the technology currently exists to administer it to somebody and have it go park anywhere you program it to go park, proliferate, and do its function, you can have things activated in other people's brains. Up on the screen, he has a bulleted list that says cells can be designed for specific activities and targets cells can be strategically placed cells can be remotely controlled and let's continue these three key points hopefully you can see it opens up a number of both alarming and exciting possibilities alarming and exciting see i told you This is what Peter Thiel said in 2008 at the Singularity Conference, that this singularity will either bring a boom of investment opportunities or a boom that can destroy the world. And singularity, as you know, is the merger of man and machine. And so once you start merging man with machine, once you start genetically modifying DNA splicing, and playing around with all of this biology and chemistry and merging man in with actual artificial intelligence and machine, it's over, folks. He says there are exciting things and there are scary things. Well, the things that he says are exciting are actually scary. But the most devious of things, I don't believe they talk about publicly. All right, folks, so this is Dustin in the present here, ladies and gentlemen. And so now what we are going to do is I am going to move on to the James Giordano piece, which was from episode October 22nd. All right, so right now what we've gathered out of the um, episode we just listened to is the government's ability to design a disease that is targeted to kill just one person. And we make the case, and I've done additional research on this, that they can then create a disease targeted to kill multiple people based on different DNA profiles, uh, DNA traits that are similar. So we have that, okay? And then we have the ability for these folks to inject a cell or a stem cell, Uh, into your body, have that program to go anywhere inside of the body, store there in the body, and then they can trigger the brain via a signal, say like a sound wave. I've done some research on this. And they can trigger that at any point to then do whatever it's supposed to do. Remember, he said stem cells are God cells, and they can make them become anything they want. So I pose this theory that they could inject you 
with a stem cell that is then programmed to travel to your brain, for instance, and then they could trigger that at any point, a year, two years, three years later with a sound wave, and then it will start to grow cancer inside of your brain, or it will give you a stroke, whatever it is. It doesn't really matter. The technology is there. The ability to deliver that inside of your body is there, and then you couple that with this other thing he talks about, a disease targeted to kill a single person based on essentially the their DNA profile. So now what we're going to do is we're going to get into the October 22nd episode featuring Dr. James Giordano also speaking to the Modern War Institute at the West Point Military Academy, folks. And when you hear now you have Dr. Morgan, what he's talking about, you're going to combine this in with James Giordano is talking about, and you're going to see that the government could do some pretty scary stuff, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking freaky, folks. Freaky. All right, so right now I'm going to pull this up. We're going to go back in time to October 22nd in three Two, one, let's go. This dimension of the field has accelerated as a consequence of increased understanding of the brain and increased capability to develop tools and techniques to access and affect the brain. Okay, so now what he's talking about is no longer on the side of... Uh, let's say, utilizing this neuroscience's brain science, the drugs, the implantable brain chips, the stimulation helmets, to build a cyborg soldier for your team, for your side. He's now going to talk about how to use some of this neuroscience's brain science to hack the mind of the enemy. So in this particular case, I say the enemy is us, me and you. Not North Korea, not Russia, not China. Me and you. The people who stand up who speak out against the state against government we are the enemy so let's see what he's talking about he can do to the enemy so what are we seeing here well take a look we see in close neuropharmaceuticals and organic toxins what's new about this is the in close nature of this increasingly we're not seeing these things as weapons of mass destruction against gross aspects of the population Although, certainly, many neuroweapons such as sarin gas and VX and other forms of neurotoxic agents can be leveraged against large groups of people, but that's messy. More specifically, perhaps, might be targeting individuals on a level that allows either direct attribution or covert engagement with non-attribution. Let me give you an example of what I mean. Okay, so he's going to talk about now, if you, if you uh, missed that and didn't pick it up, because he's using his uh, sort of his um, trickery there. But he's talking about you can take some of these drugs, uh, some of these bioweapons, and dump them on a whole city of people and just kill everybody, but it's messy. And now he's going to talk about the ability to target an individual or group of people utilizing these bioweapons. Let's continue. So this gentleman is the leader of some group, a political group, a social group, a combative group, and under the veil of a white flag, he and I are now to have some kind of a caucus, a meeting. And during that meeting, what I do is I lace the rim of his drink, or his pen, or his seat, or something in his immediate environment with very, very low-dose drug or toxins that are going to affect his stability. They may affect the way his brain works, and as a consequence of that, they can affect the functions of his brain. All right, so uh, let me just tell you, I mean, not that this really matters. We're dealing with monsters here. But the example that he chooses to give 
uh, that Dr. James Giordano chooses to give is that you or him, he is meeting with his enemy under the banner of a white flag, meaning the person is willing to sit down and have a discussion. And yet he is going to slip him some kind of poison. Okay. Well, think about all of us in the form of an enemy. They meet you under the banner of a white flag to be tested, to get antibodies, I don't know, to get your hydrochloroquine, whatever it may be, your jab, your vaccine, under the cover of the banner of the white flag, the white flag of the doctors and nurses, and while you're there, they slip you a poison. I'm just laying out another example, folks. I'm not saying they poisoned you. All right, I roll that back. Just listen to it one more time. Engage with non-attribution. Let me give you an example of what I mean. So this gentleman is the leader of some group, a political group, a social group, a combative group, and under the veil of a white flag, he and I are now to have some kind of a caucus, a meeting. And during that meeting, what I do is I lace the rim of his drink, or his pen, or his seat, or something in his immediate environment with very, very low dose drug or toxins that are going to affect his stability. They may affect the way his brain works. And as a consequence of that, they can affect the functions of his brain, his thought patterns, his relative emotionality, and the behaviors that go along with that. One of two things might happen. He might be completely incapacitated as a consequence of this, or he may change his level of capacity and engagement so that he went into the meeting thinking, I hate this guy. This guy's my enemy. He walks out of the meeting going, I love this guy. This guy's great. Now, what could happen if, in fact, this is a gentleman who has charismatic, financial, elected, or dictatorial power, it may be that his followers will then follow him blindly. He came into the meeting as a leader of those followers who were bellicose, who were volatile, who were violent and aggressive. He comes out of the meeting, he tells them to change their behaviors, and they do. Or I could sever the trust. By now, he leaves this, this meeting, he's espousing a very different philosophical stance and orientation, and his followers no longer adhere to his precepts, his tenets, or his lead. And I fractured the relative arrangement of trust, engagement, capability that he fostered. Now listen to me. Listen to me because this is important. You've heard me talk about President Trump before, okay? And I know on this show, at least the people that came over from Payne.tv who uh, joined us over at pain.tv slash gold, the people who've been listening to the Thomas Paine podcast the last couple of years, who maybe followed truepundit.com, Mike's previous website that he built up uh, starting back during the Trump campaign of 2015. And so you know my thoughts on President Trump. And I'm not saying this is the case, okay? I'm not saying that President Trump was ever on our side. I don't know if he was ever on his side. We don't know who is actually on our side and against us. You don't know what people really hold inside their hearts. At the end of the day, I try to give you bits and pieces of my life, my history, where I came from, what got me involved with politics, my upbringing, who my father was, the things that shaped me in my worldview. And that helps me build trust with you. 
And hopefully you end up trusting me to vet this information. You trust my opinion, my analysis. So you never really know, though, what's in someone's heart. I don't know if President Trump ever cared. I don't know if he was just a narcissist. I don't know if he was on board with the bad guys. And his job was to screw us over from the beginning. He was just a Trojan horse. I don't know. There were stories that the generals came to him and told him he was going to save America. Maybe that happened. But maybe they were actually playing him. Maybe he was actually a useful idiot. And they came to him and they said, we're going to save you. But the generals, maybe General Flynn, was actually a spy there to set Trump up. Get him in. It was never supposed to be Hillary. It was going to be Trump. And then they used Trump and they manipulated him, the entire presidency, to the point in which he was then stuck with COVID-19. They got him to go out there. They got him to promote the vaccine. Maybe all against his will. Maybe, I don't know, maybe they drugged him. Maybe he is not acting as the Trump that he was before. Not saying that Trump was ever our friend or he was ever 100% transparent or honest. He could have just been someone who was an opportunist. And so these generals, these spooks, these intelligence agents, people that are trained by people like James Giordano, Charles Morgan III, Dr. Peter Emanuel, you know, maybe they manipulated him, brought him in, and he was a useful idiot. But there were times throughout President Trump's presidency, again, I'm not saying he's a good guy because of this, but I am saying there were times throughout his presidency, and I studied him to the T the first two years he was in office, actually the year leading up to it and then the first two, because I had that comedy business I've told you about, and I used to do a Trump impression, and so I studied him all the time i would go on podcasts dressed up like him or do voices of him and i saw him change and i saw times where president trump came out and he seemed to be completely different than he was 20 minutes ago or 30 minutes ago he would change his mind on issues float back and forth and now you have someone like dr james giordano very influential wields power with this in uh, within this intelligence science neurotech community he sits on boards committees works with darpa works with different government agencies how do you know a guy like him or dr charles morgan the third didn't develop some sort of drug that they slipped to someone like let's say let's just say it was president trump it would be very easy to do obviously they bring him his food it's just some spook embedded in the secret service which is what just a bunch of spooks anyway and so they bring him a drink he doesn't drink oh was he drink diet coke or something or coke they bring him a drink and it's in there and before you know it they get him to change and twist and turn and manipulate him so i'm just showing you how easily this could be done at the same time folks at the same time they're about to roll out mind-altering drugs they already have them i mean the big pharmaceutical drugs like adderall are mind-altering drugs but now they're going to load it up with even worse mind-altering drugs the psychedelics like ketamine psilocybin and the rest of that stuff that they're about to roll out on the masses. And so we covered that for a reason because now you're hearing Dr. James Giordano confirm this stuff, how they are playing with and manipulating the minds of our soldiers and our supposed enemies. When at the end of the day, folks, I'm telling you, we are the enemy. There is no reason to believe that this government loves us in any way whatsoever. 
they hold you up at gunpoint every April 15th and take your money. If you're someone who works hard, they take your money from you with the threat of taking away your property, taking your bank account, making you homeless, throwing you out on the street with your kids and your wife or your husband or whatever it may be. This government does not love you. And now you have one of the mad scientists admitting to so much of the stuff that we talked about here that was my opinion here is all coming to fruition through the words of Dr. James Giordano. And then on top of it, he's talking about drugging their enemies. I mean, this is outrageous stuff, folks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold in the present. So what we're going to do now is we're going to take a quick break. I, I really didn't have anything to interject with, which is why I did not do it. I just let myself blab away over there. But there's some important points. And so, folks, I left that in because it's going to get to the next phase. And a lot of that stuff can be utilized against us. I've made the point in episodes after that one. Why are we so docile? Why don't we stand up and fight back against the government, folks? And maybe it's because we're all drugged. Who really knows what these guys could do? Between the MK Ultra Mind Control experiments, the psychedelics and the virtual reality and augmented reality glasses that they're rolling out today. I mean, all this stuff fits in together. But again, folks, I wanted to get these two guys together in one episode. So when I get back, we're going to continue with Dr. James Giordano, wait until you hear the other stuff that he talks about, the possibilities, and when we combine those together with what Dr. Charles Morgan III talked about, we'll have a short discussion at the end of this episode about the two sets of technologies these two Frankenstein doctors bring up to the West Point Military Academy. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Payne. Dot TV slash gold. All right, folks, I don't want to waste any time because this episode is actually going to run a lot longer than I thought it was going to run. But I am going to finish all this up. This is going to get done in one episode. And hopefully it will answer some of the questions that you folks have been sending over to me. So I'm going to play this right now. Fractured the relative arrangement of trust, engagement, capability that he fostered okay so what he is talking about there if you did not listen yesterday he set up a scenario in which he goes into a room with an enemy an adversary who he negotiates a meeting with under the veil of a white flag, okay? So this guy is coming to him ready to negotiate, and the fine Dr. James Giordano, because he is such an upstanding citizen, he slips this guy a drug, his adversary a drug, someone there to negotiate, he slips him a drug, and he says he can wire that drug to either make this guy walk out of the room and tell his followers that he loves 
Dr. James Giordano, although he went into the meeting hating him, or he can make that drug where the guy comes out and he doesn't make any sense and therefore his followers no longer trust him. Leaving that population disrupted and vulnerable to intervention, to a coup d'etat, to a junta, to some type of insertive reassumption of leadership. You see how this can work? Furthermore, I can use this very tactically. So, so again, now he's talking about setting this guy up so that his followers no longer adhere to, um, to him because James Giordano uh, drugged him uh, and made him act outside of his character. And now that will set up in a coup d'etat. And I mentioned yesterday, again, I'm not protecting Donald Trump or praising Donald Trump, but I was saying, imagine if that was the situation that occurred with someone like Donald Trump when he would walk out to a press conference and he would look confused or look like he was rambling. How do we know they aren't doing this? Not that Joe Biden is a good guy, but this could be done to Joe Biden or they could have done this to the masses. All right. How do you know the people who got tested, the people who got vaxxed, the people who got jabbed, whatever? How do you know that those people didn't get introduced with some sort of chemical that made them love their captor, love the government instead of revolting against it. Let's continue. Some of these agents allow me to assemble the agent on site and not have to stockpile it, which allows me to take the components of this agent into and out of a country relatively covertly, target a specific individual, change or eliminate that individual with very little attribution and trace and be able to leave prior to any attribution change or eliminate that individual so now he's talking about assassinating an individual using one of these drugs again this is about the novel neuroweapons he's talking about drugs and bugs let's continue think novichok or i could assemble very small quantities of this that would then allow a specific intervention characteristically in a place that would not allow such an intervention think of the use of a derivative of vx in an airport but I could do more than that. I could also incur much broader type of ripple effects. And one of the ways I could also do that is with what's called high morbidity neuromicrobiologic agents. It's a real fancy way of saying neurobugs. But high morbidity neurobugs. I may not want to kill a lot of people. In fact, arguably, I may assume what is sometimes referred to as the Sailor Malin mantra. For those of you who may be fans or students of military history, you may remember that Sailor Malin, Wing Commander Sailor Malin, was a South African who flew with the Royal Air Force during the Second World War. And he became well known during the Battle of Britain for shooting up German airplanes, but letting them limp home, particularly bomber aircraft. And they would ask Seller Malin, oh, Wing Commander, why didn't you shoot that plane down? And his adage was simple. Better to have that plane return home with wounded crew who are spitting up their lungs, one dead crewman that they had to attend to and therefore divert their missional capability while in flight, than shoot them down because the psychological effect will be rippling and devastating. This is sometimes referred to as the Malin effect. What can I do? I can use a particular bug that I may be able to now modify through the use of gene editing technique that is ubiquitously available and fairly easy to use to take a bug that was previously relatively benign and non-pathogenic and make that bug virulent, pathogenic, dangerous. And then what could I do? I could introduce that bug in key sites. Des Moines, Seattle, Tampa, Newark, Houston. I get a few people sick. I do it on an airplane, do it at an airport, do it at a sporting event, 
do it on Black Friday. And then what I would do is I would take credit for that, but I'd want to make sure that at least part of the symptomatic constellation was not only neurological, it was profoundly psychological. Agitation, debilitation, sweating, stomach problems, sleeplessness, cardiac problems, things that are very, what we call top-down neurological in their effect, brain to body and body to brain in the bottom-up cascade. Then what I would do is I would get on the internet and I would put out over the internet, I did it. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that was not in fact Dr. Seuss, that was Dr. James Giordano. And did you not hear what he just said? The ability to genetically modify a fairly harmless bug and to spread the bug around city to city to city, not just to get people sick, but to make them have all types of very painful symptoms that would create a psychological effect and then get out there and announce that you actually did it. Well, we know that Bill Gates and others mess around with mosquitoes and then they brag about it out in the public that they are messing around with mosquitoes. You say, well, how else could they do this? How else could they have a psychological effect on the populace? Well, I don't know. You have a madman like Dr. James Giordano give a speech like this talking about torturing people, manipulating their minds, uh, killing them, making them sick. And then you release it on the internet as a speech to the Modern War Institute at West Point Military Academy, and you let everyone out there watch it, and then let people like me analyze it and go, wow, this government is crazy and it's sick, and look what they could do. Maybe this guy is running a psychological operation on us. Maybe that's what this is all about. Well, it's working, folks, because seriously, the fact that this guy is sitting here and talking to a room full of cadets about this and they let this get out online is insane. But it gives us a high level of intelligence, at least to what these people are admitting to. And as I told you, time and time again, MK Ultra did not end. None of this ended. Our country is horrible. These are the doctors, the scientists. The Frankenstein doctors that they allow to come up with this crazy stuff. And it makes you wonder what they did to us over the last two and a half years. Seriously. Because even though most places are reopened, and I don't know. It just doesn't feel the same. It feels like we are in this new normal. We are in the process of building back better. Whatever better is. All right, I back this up 10 seconds. Let's let this go because this stuff is fascinating. He's talking about literally making everyone sick in all of these different cities and again this is back in 2018 so you wonder if someone like dr james giordano got a seat at the table uh, after putting a speech like this together and they said hey good doctor come in here we need you we're gonna roll out covid land the high school theater production what do you got for us sir all right here we go brain to body and body to brain in the bottom-up cascade. Then what I would do is I would get on the internet and I would put out over the internet, I did it. Oh yes, I'm that dangerous G group that you should all be afraid of. And in fact, this is far more ubiquitous than I let on. These are only the first cases. I've let these buggies go all over the country and your early warning signs are agitation, 
anxiety, worry, sleeplessness, stomach problems, heart problems. What have I done? All right, let's pause there for a second, folks. And listen, I am not saying this is the case. I'm just putting this in context for you with what has happened, what has occurred over the last couple of years as everyone is looking for answers. Well, he just said, we just list all these symptoms and we throw them out there. Well, what happened during COVID land, the high school theater production? I had friends of mine, people that would say to me, oh, but I lost my sense of taste. I lost my sense of smell. You know what, folks? That happens to me pretty much every year right around now. This cold that I have, yeah, I can't taste things very well when I eat them because your nose is full of snot. And so when people would say that to me, I'm like, listen, think back, get your head out of COVID land. You have gotten a cold at the beginning of every winter season for your whole life. Many people I know get allergies during the spring, okay? So they took all these symptoms that were part of the cold, part of the flu, and they promoted them. They turned them into propaganda. They weaponized them, and they got everybody and their mother thinking that they had COVID, and they ran down, and they let the government shove Q-tips up into their brains, and eventually lined up to let the government stick them with a needle, and then threw on masks, and stopped in the middle of the grocery store, and rubbed down with every single one of the hand sanitizer dispensers they saw, and took a shower in the middle of the aisles. I sat there and laughed my ass off back when this was happening in the first couple of weeks of COVID. And I said, well, if I was the bad guy, if I was China and I released a virus, or if I was the United States government and I was the one who concocted this, I would poison the inside of the masks. I would poison the hand sanitizer, of which we found out later some of that stuff did have poison in it. And I would scare the crap out of people that way and get them to use all these devices that were in fact poison and might be spreading an actual virus that they created. And so- All right, folks, let me pause that for one second. This is Dustin in the present here. Okay, a few of you wrote me saying, no, I really did lose my smell and taste. All right, I completely understand that. I know people that did too. I'm not saying that COVID or whatever it is they released was not real and may not have taken away the sense of smell or taste from you over, you know, five days, 10 days, 20 days, whatever that may be. What I'm saying is if you take the words of james giordano they may have concocted some sort of disease that could do just that in part take away the sense of smell but when you amplify this stuff through propaganda when you run it through this psychological warfare campaign of which he is talking about coupling with the release of the disease itself then you have everyone else who does not have COVID or whatever the hell they released on people, but just have a regular cold or have the flu that they normally get or allergies, but because they hear the symptoms of COVID through the propaganda machine, you know, a fever, nausea, this, that, smell, taste, then they're running to their doctors. As in, and as Giordano is talking about, is that this would force the medical system 
you know, the hospital system to be overwhelmed and collapse the medical system, which is exactly what we saw happening in real life. Whether it really collapsed or not, who knows? But it was that coupled with the propaganda coming out of the media. So this is release of, say, a bioweapon combined with psychological warfare gets people to run to the doctor, run to the hospital for any little bit of a sniffle they get or a sneeze or a cough and then that opened the door to introduce things into their body whether that be hydrochloroquine remdesivir whether that be uh, uh antibodies whether that be a covid tested to the nose whether that be a jab whether that be a booster whether that be the mask whether that be hand sanitizer whatever it is folks it opened the door to getting more people that maybe weren't even in sick or uh, sick or infected with covid or whatever the hell this thing was to agree to allow the government to have access to their body in which case then you could introduce things like the disease designed to kill people based on their dna profile that dr charles morgan the third talked about or inject this stem cell that sits in their body and is waiting to be triggered like morgan talked about or the ability to introduce a low dose drug into the body of a person and make them docile or to actually eliminate them as Giordano said or so 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 that's what could happen you could utilize these gene modified bugs or insects to end up spreading around a disease that has symptoms that then you amplify through propaganda media and then you get everyone even the people not infected to be afraid the worried well as james giordano puts it to run to their doctor and then you're more willing to allow the government access to your body folks i'm going to take a quick break i'll be right back we're going to finish this up in two segments ladies and gentlemen i am dustin gold with the dustin gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold 